Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, I tell you all about my advice column on Chubster.com, Big Questions with Zach Miko. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. Welcome, everyone, to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I am your host, Zach Miko. Thank you, everybody, for coming back yet another time. I just got back from Portland, Maine, where I was doing some shooting, um, eating a lot of lobster rolls, eating a lot of steamers. Uh, For those of you who don't know, steamers is a type of clam that um, is popular in New England, and... Uh, if no one tells you how to eat them, you're going to eat a whole bunch of sand, and it's real gross. But if someone shows you how to eat steamers correctly, they're absolutely delicious. They have, they're covered in sand, and, but they have like a membrane that you have to peel off. Um, I know the word membrane is gross for some people, but anyway, you got to peel off this thing and then you got to, they give you like a cup of the water it was steamed in and you kind of like give it a little shake and you rinse off any excess sand, then you dip it in melted butter and mm, it is delicious. It is absolutely delicious, and I recommend everybody try a steamer once, you know, you know, go try it. It's fine. Um, We got a cool episode for you today. So, just so you guys know, for the first time in Big Things history, I'm going on vacation for the first time ever. I haven't been on vacation in like four or five years, and I need it. I need it. I love you guys, but I need it. Um, So it's very exciting to kind of get away. I'm heading on down to New Orleans, which I actually, um, when I was doing children's theater back in the day, our uh, home base was in Metairie, which is like a suburb of New Orleans. And I love it down there. So I lived there on and off for six months. And it's going to be really cool to kind of head on down there. I get to show Laura what it's all about, show her the old stomping grounds. And I'm very, very excited. So we actually will not have a pod next week. So it was the first week we're ever missing, guys. So forgive me. It's been 78 episodes straight. Um, I'm going to go on vacation. We're You know, we're having a baby, guys. Laura and I need to take a little time, give her some baby moon love. Um you know, take a little time. So please forgive me, everybody. And thank you very much for understanding. Um, but so today, this week, what I wanted to do is call attention in case you guys are worried that you're not going to get your Zach Phil or anything like that. Um, I wanted to tell you guys all about an article, a an advice column I do for Chubster.com. Those of you who know, Chubster.com is a men's and, and ladies. It's for, it's for everybody. It's a... Um, a curvy, big and tall lifestyle um, advice website. It was actually the first time I was ever interviewed by anybody. It was for Chubster.com, Bruce Sturgill, uh, who runs it over there. We did an interview together, and he's actually the reason that you guys even know who I am. So um, what happens is I reached out to him a little while ago and said, Hey, I've been thinking about doing this advice column. And I would love to do it for you. So what happens is we now have a column on Chubster.com called Big Questions with Zach Miko. 
Now, Big Questions is an advice column where you ask me questions anonymously and absolutely anything you want. The whole idea of it is I wanted to answer the questions that people might be embarrassed to answer. People might be too self-conscious to talk about, um, especially when we're talking about things like love and sex and relationships and insecurities and body image. It's a very... It's, it's very hard for some people to talk about it out loud. So what I did and what me and Bruce do is we have an anonymous form on Chubster.com where you submit questions to me and every week I pick a new question and I write an in-depth um, answer to it. And I always try to pick a question that I think other people are also relating to because I think it's very, very important. So if it's okay with you guys, I actually wanted to share a couple of the articles with you guys today. So... Without further ado, here is Big Questions with Zach Meeple. Anonymous writes, My partner and I broke up after being together for almost a decade. I don't feel like I will ever be good enough for anyone else, so I can't see how I could start dating again. How do I get over my past relationship and feel worthy of love again? Dear Anonymous, I'm sorry. I know how much the end of a relationship hurts, especially a long-term one. So much of your lives were entwined with one another. Maybe it feels like you're starting from scratch, but you're not. Your relationships are not who you are. We often refer to our partner as our other half. It's a sweet sentiment, but it can be misleading. It makes it sound like no one is complete until they find their special someone, which couldn't be farther from the truth. You are a full, complete person, whether or not you have a partner. You said you don't feel good enough for anyone else. It can be heartbreaking to realize that the person you spent a decade with didn't turn out to be the person for you. Sometimes it takes that long to really learn who a person is. You deserve someone who loves you and loves everything about you. The next person you are with will be lucky to be with you. You need to understand that somehow. We are conditioned to be humble, to not think highly of ourselves. We shouldn't be asking, why am I not good enough for anyone? But instead, why can't I find someone good enough for me? What is wrong with that? If you are going to have a partner, it should be someone who enhances your life. You can't share yourself with another person until you are ready. A relationship has to be two whole people, not two halves. Your focus now is to become whole again. Don't even think about falling in love with another person until you are in love with yourself again. My wife and I only worked out... Because for the first time in our lives, we both individually loved ourselves. Each of us had been through big breakups, and we thought the people that we had been with were our other halves. Laura had even become engaged and began planning a wedding. When these relationships ended, we both took time just learning to love ourselves. I learned to love my own company, the company of my friends and my family. I traveled. I experienced. I learned who I was all over again. For so long, the relationships I was in defined who I was. Over time, I realized that I get to define who I am. When Laura and I met, we were both happy with who we were as individuals. 
We were happy with ourselves and okay with being single. Then we met and we hit it off. If it hadn't worked out, we both would have been fine. Luckily for us, we fell in love and decided to share our lives together. How do you get over the end of a relationship? Time. It's a shitty answer. I wish there was a less shitty answer, but that's it. You've been focusing on someone else for the last decade. Now it's your turn. Take this time to get out of your comfort zone. Do all the things you've been waiting to do in life. You may feel like you've wasted time, but you haven't. This is just another chapter in your story. Self-love can do radical things for you. Make your life into everything you dreamed of on your own. And one day, someone will be lucky enough to share their life with yours. Honor your loss, but get excited for the future. Nothing is ever holding you back. Love, Zach. Anonymous. Hey, Zach. Big fan here. As a big guy, I have always been self-conscious about my appearance. Honestly, it affects my confidence, especially during sex. Have you struggled with that as well, or is it just me? Dear Anonymous. I don't know if it's possible to grow up as a bigger person and not feel self-conscious. When you are young, your way of perceiving the world is being shaped by every experience. As kids, we may not always know it, but much of our worldview revolves around one question. Am I normal? Every kid wants to be grown up, right? To get out of the car seat, stop ordering off the kids menu, to ride the big roller coaster. These are landmarks in our growth that makes us feel more adult. A major difference for those of us who grew up fat is that these experiences quickly go from feelings of accomplishment to feelings of shame. Wearing my father's hand-me-downs at the age of 10 didn't make me feel like I was growing up fast. It made me feel like I was growing up wrong. As you get older, you realize that your body looks different from other kids your age. Kids can be cruel, and they notice the differences too, often making fun of you for it. I ended up wearing a shirt while swimming for a good 20 years because I didn't want anyone to make fun of my body. Something as simple as not wanting to take my shirt off in the pool manifests itself in so many aspects of your life. For some people, myself included, this affects one of the most basic aspects of being a human. Sex. I didn't want to take my shirt off while having sex. In the moments I was supposed to feel most like a man, I was that scared and ashamed little kid again. Sex means different things for different people. For some people, it's a connection. For others, it's an escape. For me, it was a connection. I wanted to feel desired, attractive, and loved. It's why sex was always so scary for me. How can someone ever desire me or be attracted to me when I think that I'm hideous? Even when I slept with someone, in my head it wasn't because they were attracted to me, but because I could provide them with something. I believe past girlfriends were with me because I had a car, I bought gifts, or I was funny, not because they thought I was hot. And when they did give me those types of compliments, I was convinced they were lying. I went on this way for most of my life. Now, I know your question was essentially, have you struggled with confidence issues because of your body too? 
and my answer was a resounding yes. But this wouldn't be much of an advice column if I didn't offer some sort of advice. It's time for you to reclaim your body from the bullies who made you feel bad about it as a kid. When you are in your home, your backyard, or out taking a walk, take your shirt off. I began doing this two years ago, and it slowly changed the way I think about myself. You need to become comfortable in your bare skin again. When I was a kid, I used to think that nudists were crazy people, and now I realize that they are far wiser than I could have imagined. I want you to learn to love yourself naked, or at the very least, stop hating your body. Pick one thing every day that you like about your body. At first, it would probably be smaller stuff like, I like my arms, or I have nice calves. After a few weeks, I can promise you that you'll appreciate yourself more every time you look in the mirror. Regular self-compliments work. For years, you have told yourself every day, subconsciously, that you don't like something about your body. Now you are flipping the script, and with every compliment, your subconscious changes its tune a little. And as far as finding confidence when it comes to sex, start by feeling good about being naked by yourself, and you will feel better naked with someone else. Everyone is insecure when it comes to sex. Everyone. The hottest person with a six-pack you've ever seen feels insecure when being intimate with another person. Just remember that. When you are with someone, you are just two people looking to feel loved and desired. Be that for each other. Love yourself. Love your partner. Fuck the haters. Love, Zach. Anonymous. My boyfriend is a big guy and always makes comments about his body in a negative way. I'm a big gal myself. But I've been working on my self-image for years and have come a long way. How do I nudge him in the same direction? Dear Anonymous, You are already nudging him without even noticing. Body positivity and positive self-image are utterly contagious. I don't know how long you two have been together, but I promise you, even if it's only been a week, he notices a difference in you. And you have already planted the seed of the possibility of your boyfriend learning to accept himself. It sounds like right now your boyfriend is falling into the ever too common trap for big people. Self-deprecation. Bigger people of all sexes can fall victim to this. But I have noticed that it's particularly entrenched with hetero males. We were raised by a society to believe insecurity equals weakness, that our emotions are not valid, and that we are weak if our feelings can be hurt by other people. But it does hurt. It always hurts. Not because we are weak, but because we are human. What a lot of big guys do is try to beat them to the punch. I was always the first one to make a joke about being fat, about being a giant or a freak or a monster, because I believed I was protecting myself. I believed I was taking away the power of a would-be attacker by saying something horrible about myself before they ever could. I finally realized I wasn't taking away their power. I was confirming it. 
I was not only giving my bullies permission to say terrible things, but I was reinforcing the messaging in my own heart that I was worthless. We believe self-deprecation is a survival tool. It's a slow-acting and corrosive poison that eats away at our own self-worth over time. Depressing, right? It doesn't have to be. I promise you. You already planted the seed. Being a positive role model may not open the door to his love for himself, but it definitely undid the latch at least. Your job now is to call him out every time he attacks himself. When he says something like, God, I'm so fucking fat, your response will be, okay, is that a bad thing? He'll say, yeah, babe, I'm huge. And you'll say, what's wrong with being a big person? At this point, his brain will be short-circuiting a little. These questions go against everything he has told himself his whole life, not to mention what TV, fashion, and the movies are telling him. He might continue self-deprecating with something like, big people aren't as attractive. To which you respond, I'm big. You find me attractive. You need to help him unlearn all the negativity that comes with being big. The way you have begun to unlearn it yourself. Your boyfriend probably hasn't had anyone in his life telling him that he is beautiful, attractive, desirable, and deserving of admiration. So tell him that, loudly and often. Each time you call him out for being self-deprecating, remind him of this. It will not happen overnight, but you can chip away at the wall of self-acceptance he has spent his whole life building up. Above all, Continue on your own journey of self-love, honor yourself, and continue to grow. You can't help him by sacrificing yourself. Guide him. Challenge him. Love him. And if he tries to use the excuse that he needs a male perspective, send him to at Zach Miko and at Chubster. We'll provide him plenty of examples. Love, Zach. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, if you liked any of those answers and you want to read, there's plenty, plenty more at Chubster.com. Go to features and you'll see all of the big questions with Zach Miko. So don't you worry. And a new one comes out every Wednesday. Remember, if you want to submit your questions, you can go to Chubster.com. Uh, click on any of the articles, and it will uh, lead you to a form where you can ask your own anonymous questions. Th these, these have been a lot of fun for me, and I'm hoping that they've been fun for you guys, too. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for being a part of this. Um, I really love doing this show, and it really means a lot to me that you guys listen. So... Everyone, go out, have a wonderful time. I'm going to have my first vacation in years. I love you all, and remember to go out in the world and do big things.